Hey everybody, it's me, Cameron. This is uh, episode 24 of the Road to Grandeur podcast, uh, read by Brant Trebor, the author. Okay, hope you like it. Chapter 24, Conjuring. Jade woke just before dawn. In a month, she had advanced greatly since becoming a novice conjurer in the Order. She could hear Marl snoring down the hall as she quickly went through her morning routine. She slid down the long pole which landed her near the front of the clinic. Marie waited for her as she landed. Up early again, aren't we? Marie said. It's the only way I get time in the practice rooms. The older conjurers kick me out during the day, so I usually end up training by myself, said Jade. Jade wolfed down a plate of eggs and juice. She had been training for four weeks. Yao Li had called her a prodigy, but she still had so much to learn. She woke up each day excited to learn more. Jade sent out a thought to Fang, who bounded down the stairs. During breakfast, Jade would dress and conjure Fang in new and interesting ways. One morning, she had changed her fur to black and changed her size and color markings to look just like a panther. Fang and Jade had developed a sense of communication. They could tell what the other thought, and both enjoyed a bit of mischief. Jade told Fang to hide behind one of the curtains in the patient's room. While Jade went to tell Cameron that a sick patient was there, Jade waited till the split second when Cameron opened the curtain and told Fang to jump. Even for a vampire, it was quite a shock to see a jet-black jungle cat pouncing out of nowhere. Jade! he yelled. The black panther instantly changed into an adorable gray kitten and purred as it rubbed its tiny face against Cameron. Then it was Cameron's turn to disappear. He reappeared directly behind Jade. Jade, he said, his voice quite dark. How much blood do you have? Um, I don't know, a lot, said Jade, a slight quiver in her voice. Would you like to keep it that way, he asked. That was the last time Jade and Fang snuck up on Cameron. Jade ran to the order hall with Fang at her heels. The cat received strange looks on the walk there, mainly because it was a purple and green cat with a full pink mane and an extraordinarily long tail with a poof of fur at the end. But Granger was a strange city. Jade walked into the hall and smiled at the familiar sights. Despite the early hour, many creatures worked throughout the great hall. Beasts of all shapes and sizes attended to the chores to keep the great hall in order. A flying bird ferret swept out the embers from yesterday's fire. A creature that looked like a purple pumpkin with five legs walked back and forth across the floor. Wherever it walked, the floor became clean. An enormous brown praying mantis with huge hands stood behind the bar cleaning glasses. Jade now knew that all these creatures had been conjured and came from the imaginations of the Order members. The conjured creatures had different levels of intelligence, personality, and attributes. All of them seemed to be permanent members of the Order Hall. Good morning, Norris, said Jade to the mantis. Salutations, Jade. Here early again to train. Chocolate milk? asked the giant mantis from the bar. That'd be great. Thanks, Norris, said Jade. Yao indicated he would like to see you this morning, said the mantis, sliding a frosty glass down the bar where it came to halt precisely in front of Jade. Line up, came a yell from the balcony. 
all the creatures stopped what they were doing and went to the middle of the room. They stood in a straight line. Jade was confused but followed them, joining them in one of the lines. Yao Li made his way down the stairs, smiling briefly at Jade as he approached the line of creatures. He walked in front of each of the creatures and then slowly ambled around the spotless hall. He mentioned an area here or there that did not have as much sparkle as the rest of the hall before he dismissed them. The creatures slowly dispersed. Most went out the front door into the streets. A few others went upstairs or into the labyrinth of the order hall. A couple remained to tend to their duties. Norris returned to the bar. So, how are your conjurers coming? Yao asked, sitting in a cushy chair in front of the now cheery fire burning in the fireplace. Pretty good, I guess. I mean, every day I try to conjure Fang in different ways that I have never done before. You know, like you told me to, said Jade. Good, good. And it's kind of cool, too. I mean, Fang and I know what the other is thinking. And I've been delivering now for a month, though they don't give me any deliveries anywhere near the thieves' districts, nor near the east side. Not that I'm complaining about that, she said. Good. And I've been getting up early every day so that I have time to come here and use one of the rooms to practice. Indeed you have. Very good, Jade. You really have shown remarkable interest in conjuring, despite what we've thrown at you. What do you mean? Well, even though I saw the raw talent within you, I still had to treat you the same as I treat every novice in the Order, though it pained me to do so. Every new member to the Order normally starts with a month of service to prove they are truly dedicated to their new calling. Not only that, but they must also prove their loyalty. Most novices know this ahead of time and accept the first month as a sort of hazing ritual that must be lived through. You, on the other hand, took a multitude of deliveries, harder and harder work schedules, and less and less personal time. Yet you did so willingly, so that you could become a better conjurer, Yao said with a grin. Oh, uh, well that's good then, right? she said. Yao Li laughed. Indeed, that is quite good. So then why won't anyone teach me any new stuff? she asked. Yao sighed. Uh, to be honest, Jade, many of the conjurers here are intimidated by you. Intimidated by me? But I, I don't know anything. I've seen all their cool tricks, and every time I ask them to show me, they find some excuse to go somewhere else. I mean, I can conjure a few things, but the only thing I really seem to be able to do is change Fang. I can't create new things except in the practice room. I can't make something appear out of nothing. The only one here who ever talks with me is Norris, but he keeps saying, not till you pass your novice test. Well, consider the test passed. As for your complaint about Fang, uh, I must confess that I limited your conjuring. You have too much raw power for you to try anything too advanced without guidance. So when you came here the first time, I limited your abilities by using Fang, he said. What? You, you limited me? What, what, what do you mean? she asked. Now don't be angry. I did this to protect you. You have an incredible ability to conjure, but without training... You could hurt or even kill yourself or others quite easily. That is why I am training you myself, he finished. Jade tried to take it all in. 
Really? Really. But, but I still don't think I get it. I mean, it's cool to be able to change Fang into any color cat I want. But what's the point? I still don't think I get what a conjurer does. As far as I can tell, not even the good ones can do any magic spells at all. The best I ever did was changing Fang to look like a panther, which scared Cameron and... (laughs) Very good, Jade. Completely wrong, but very good, said Mr. Lee. Uh, what? Well, your insight is brilliant. You have shown remarkable patience for one of your age. Uh, so I suppose you deserve some straight answers. Finally, she said, sitting down on a chair with her empty glass, all the chocolate milk gone. To understand conjuring, we must define it, he began. In the simplest terms, it means to create. Conjurers are limited only by their imaginations, which can make them the most powerful of all the orders. Everyone I talk to says that wizards are the most powerful. Uh, Well, then maybe enchanters or witches, but most just laugh when I tell them I'm a conjurer, said Jade. It's all situational. A water elementalist can manipulate all the properties of water. They can turn it into ice crystals and shoot shards of ice at you. They could make a cloud come down from the sky or create fog out of a nearby stream. Yet, they would not be able to give you a drink of water in the desert. They have to have the water in order to manipulate it. A conjurer, though. He waved his hand. A small popping noise sounded near her, and she saw that her glass was refilled with cold chocolate milk again. Whoa! So so why don't you just make giant piles of gold and be rich? Cut right to the chase, don't you? First of all, that would disrupt the entire global economy, he said. Jade shrugged. I could live with that. And then there's the second part of conjuring. Whenever you conjure, you must use your will. I slightly misspoke when I said we can create from nothing. We create from our wills and various components. In order to make that milk, I had to portion a small part of myself in order to create it. Most conjurers, when they start out, only have enough will to manipulate a very small object. Also, the quality and weight of the object takes substantially more will. This is the reason most conjurers use substrates. If I wanted to create a gold coin, that would take a remarkable amount of effort and use a large amount of my will. But if I wanted to make a clay bowl, and I already had a large handful of dirt, it would take much less will to make the bowl. For your milk, I just replaced the milk that was there with some milk from the bar. I changed milk into milk, so it really did not take that much will at all, he said. I think this is what Marie was explaining to me earlier, said Jade. I I told her it sounded like everyone has an icicle inside of them, and in order to do any conjuring, you have to chip off a piece of the icicle. The icicle will grow back, but it grows back slowly. And also, if you use too much of your icicle, there won't be enough ice for it to grow back, and the whole thing stops working. A decent enough analogy, though in your case it seems to be a bit different. Most people have a small icicle of will. It takes every bit of the icicle to do any conjuring at all. Most become good at conjuring one or two things, and then they are done until they recover. What do you mean, recover? 
Conjuring takes incredible power of will and mind. It also drains one's physical stamina. Conjuring large, complex objects will mentally and physically exhaust the conjurer. Recovery times vary depending on the complexity of what is conjured. You can think of it like running 10 leagues, only you do it all in a fraction of a second. After doing so, the body demands time to recover, he said. Makes sense, I guess. Can you ever unmake something? Like this, he said, pointing again to her glass. Jade watched as she heard a strange sucking noise and the chocolate milk vanished. Whoa, where did it go? It was composed mainly of my will, so much of it went back to me. Granted, some of the energy is lost in the transfer, he said. Wait, what would have happened if I had drank that and then you sucked it all back out? She asked. That depends. If you drank it quickly, it would have disappeared from your stomach. You had have gone from feeling full to an empty stomach in an instant. If I had waited an hour, the milk would have been absorbed and distributed through your whole body. I would not have been able to distinguish the conjuring from you, so I would not have been able to undo it. Granted, undoing conjuring is an advanced skill. When most people conjure, whatever they create usually remains permanent. Stop showing off and show her, said the giant mantis behind the bar. Yes, yes, you're right, Norris, said Yao. He got up and slowly made his way to one of the training rooms with Jade following. Like I was saying, Jade, most people have only an ice cube of latent conjuring talent in them. For you, it is more like a glacier, he said. What's a glacier? Oh, uh, well, bad example. Most people have only a tiny flame where you are a brewing volcano, he said with a smile. What's a volcano? asked Jade. Uh, Jade, your pool of will is enormous. Your potential is incredible. Not only that, but your ability to regenerate is the best I have seen since Frankie, he said. Who's Frankie? One of the regulars around here? Jade asked. Yao's face became serious. No, Frankie was the elite Grand Master Conjurer who taught me. Wow, that's quite a title. Indeed. I'd guess only a few thousand people in the world can conjure at master level. Of them, only a hundred could do so as a Grand Master. I only know of perhaps three people who could be elite Grand Masters, my master being one of them, he said. Really? They're that rare? Huh. Well, who are the other ones? she asked. Me. And you, he said. Jade laughed. Ha! Thanks, Mr. Lee, but I haven't been able to conjure anything more than changing Fang's stripes, she said. The cat mewed in response to her name and then changed her stripes. Come with me, he said. He led her to a room similar to the one that they had practiced in a month earlier. It was empty, but Jade could sense something unique. You can feel it now, can't you? You might not have been able to put your finger on it the first time you were here, but now you can feel the energy. You can feel the room helping you conjure. The other practice rooms don't have the enchantments like this one does. This room allows you to create without sapping your reserves. However, when you leave this room, whatever you conjure will disappear as well. Wait, what about Fang? Jade asked. I conjured her up before we even came into the order hall, remember? Oh, right. Now, Jade, 
I want you to imagine a bumbleberry pie, said Yao. Uh, sure, Jade closed her eyes. She then opened one eye to look back at Yao. What's a bumbleberry pie? What? What kind of little girl doesn't, said Yao. Haven't you looked in any of the boxes that you've been delivering? No, I was told just to take them right to their location, Jade answered. Then she grinned. Oh, you little thief, I almost fell for it, said Yao. Yeah, I I just happened to accidentally lose a pie from time to time. They're really good. I see why everyone keeps ordering them, Jade said. Huh. I want you to picture that in your mind. Keep your eyes closed. Imagine the pie. See it clearly in your mind. You can smell the aroma wafting up. See the berry goodness. Touch the smooth, delicate, crispy crunch of the crust. Keep picturing it, Jade. Keep that picture in your mind. Now, very slowly, I'll release the lock that I put on you with Fang. This will feel a bit odd, but just keep the picture in your mind and don't open your eyes. Jade could feel the block inside her releasing. It felt as if her whole body had been numb and only now was the blood rushing back through her. Hmm, quite interesting. I wasn't the only one who put a restriction on your power. Oh, well, let's see what you can really do, said Yao. She concentrated on the picture in her mind. The unnumbing sensation continued to gush through her. She could smell the pie, but again it became difficult to think with the tingling sensation all over her body. Slowly the tingling went away. Pop! Open your eyes, Jade, said Yao. She did. The mass in front of her looked like the mangled insides of an exploded pumpkin. Stringy, lumpy dough looked floppy and uncooked on one side of the crust. The other side looked like a fried, cheese-covered pine cone. It smelled like burnt fruit. Mr. Lee's grin lit up his entire face. I knew you were good, but until I saw it for myself, I, I just wasn't sure. Well done, he said, laughing. What do you mean? I made a burned-up slime pile. Maybe if you cut out the part right in the middle where the cold side meets the hot, it might be edible. I don't know, she said, but Yao was actually laughing. Are you making fun of me? Not at all, my dear. Oh, oh my no. Jade, you just passed the second test, and you haven't even broken a sweat. Uh, how do I explain where to start? Okay. You don't even realize how hard it is to do what you just did. You just had bread dough and sauce. And let me see. He looked at the mess on the ground. Blueberries and sugar and cinnamon and, and icing on top. Not only that, but you added temperature to cook it all and had a specific shape in mind as well. Having never conjured before, you managed not only to get all the ingredients, but you also combined them and associated them all together. You did it just from my description. Without components, you did it. With only your will. I imagined a pie, Mr. Lee. That's all, she said. No, you completely envisioned a complex, completed project. You did it as your first actual conjuring. In three centuries... Well, actually, I have never had anyone have such a conjuring as their first attempt. I have seen people try, but never like this. The other part I neglected to tell you is that bumbleberries 
don't really exist. Well, they do and they don't. They can be conjured, but there are no bumbleberry bushes or trees. They exist only in the mind of a conjurer. Yet, you seem to have no difficulty creating them for your pie, he said, plucking one from the ground. He continued to grin. Well, what, what do people normally start with then? she asked. Yao held out his hand. Jade heard a small pop, and a round gray stone appeared in his hand. It had a swirl of white through it, and it seemed polished to perfection. Usually, I have a person concentrate with something in their hands, and they conjure a replica. He tossed the rock to Jade. Jade stared at the rock and concentrated. She could feel the tingling sensation just under the surface and released the energy. An identical rock appeared next to the other one and fell to the ground. Mr. Lee picked it up and examined it with a grin. Well done again. Most novices actually do not begin with this rock, he said. Most start with a tiny pebble, though you had no trouble. Well, it's easy to copy someone else's work, said Jade. Oh, really? Would you like to try something more challenging? Bring it on, old man. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, ma sorry, Master Lee, she said. He laughed. Try this, then, he said, followed by a pop. He conjured objects of all shapes and sizes from the magic sand in the room. He made intricate wooden boats inside bottles. He made glass sculptures, ice sculptures, a lute, as well as a wall of stone. Jade copied each object perfectly. He made ladders, some of stone, some of wood, some made out of string, all of which Jade replicated. He made a wide array of weapons and clothing. After two hours, both panted with exhaustion. Yao concentrated and conjured a tall glass of water. Jade did the same. He then conjured a simple chair, which Jade copied. They both then sat down and had a drink. That's an impressive start. Remember, though, that conjuring outside this room will sap your energy, and this sand works as the perfect component to make anything. Thus, conjuring here is much easier. Also, do not try to conjure anything living, he said. Living? Like Fang? she asked. Indeed, don't worry. We will get there in time. But a living animal is much more complicated than a pie. I have seen dreadful creatures that do nothing but exist in agonizing pain. Whenever you create a familiar, which is what the conjured creatures are called, you share a bond. If you create such a creature without honed skill, their pain will become yours. I do not recommend you attempt anything living until you are able to unconjure what you have made. And that takes many years of training, he said. Jade looked disappointed. Promise me this, Jade. Take it slowly. I know this is all new and exciting to you, and you have more potential than anyone I have seen in my entire life. This also means you have more potential to hurt or even kill. Outside this room, for now, the most complicated thing I want you to attempt is a pie. One pie. Do not try to do more than that in a day. Please trust me on this. Until you can make one good enough to eat, don't conjure anything other than what we have made outside this room. 
If you feel the need to work on your imagination, you can continue practicing on Fang. Agreed? <sighs> Agreed. They sat in their chairs, recovering from a busy morning of conjuring. Jade broke out into a laugh. What's so funny? Yao asked. I'll, I'll be able to make anything, won't I? Anything I want, she asked. With time, you will only be limited by your imagination. For you, that seems to be hardly a limitation. He looked around the room for the cat. The room now had objects of varied sizes and shapes strewn all over the place. In their busy morning of conjuring, the cat had been forgotten. Jade called out for her, and a tiny meow came from under a pile of conjured torches. The kitten had wormed her way under the assorted chaos and had been spending her time licking the middle portion of the pie Jade had created. You have to make a pie good enough for me to eat, not her. Why don't you take a break with Mr. Norris outside for a little bit? We can continue training in about an hour. Jade walked from the room. As soon as she'd crossed the threshold, half of the objects in the room vanished. Fang hissed as the pie she had been eating vanished in front of her. Yao walked over to the tiny cat and picked her up, talking to her as he walked out the door. That's the end of chapter 24. Hope you loved it. Please remember to like and subscribe and tell a friend, as that's the only way this spreads. The next chapter comes out next Monday. We'll see you then.